Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. To work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in, welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. I am your host, Jesse Montano, joined by the one and only AJ Hayfley, just like always. AJ, how is it going on this uh, on this Sunday afternoon? Uh, can't complain, buddy. Um you know, we uh we're here, we're in we're now knee deep into a playoff race, and it's it's amazing what a what a difference a week, a week, two weeks, ten days makes, you know, mm-hmm. because uh do you remember after the Anaheim game, uh they lost on March fifteenth. They lose five to three uh that Friday night uh to, to Anaheim in Denver, and we all thought this is it, this is this this is done. Mm-hmm. Like they're now, I think they were six points back, seven points back at the time, something like that. And they go in and um, they beat up New Jersey two nights later, um, two days later. It was an afternoon game, and it was just like, okay, yeah, like, it, it was one like of those. That's, that's neat, you know. Like, you, okay, you won, so you get to kind of stay in it. You're, you're, you're technically right. in it because you won. Right. It would it would sort of be like uh, if Chicago were to win today against right. the Avs. Right. Where it's like, oh, well, the, you know, they're only, you know, they're only four points back with five games left now. You can talk you know? yourself into it. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, OK, you know, there's there's some there's there's a world in which this happens. Mm-hmm. Um, And then now we live in that world. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, and it's it's been crazy, man. The way that everything uh, has broken for for Colorado, uh, Arizona's totally fallen off the map. Um, but at the same time, man, I feel like it was just last week you and I were talking, and you said, "Yeah, the Abs have had great injury uh, luck this year." And I said, "Isn't this what happens every year, though? Or not every mm-hmm. year? The last couple of years, that's what's happened. You get down the stretch. It seems like every time they go to the playoffs, right down the stretch, a key player gets injured." And now they're playing without both Gabe Landeskog and Miko Rantanen. 
Ugh, it's yeah. it's just it sucks that it's every time they're right there. It's a key piece goes down. Miko ranted well, and we have no clue when he's coming back. Now uh now you look at it and it's like of the guys we thought were going to be uh regulars for the abs forward core, you know, there's no Vladislav Kamenev, which of course we've talked about. Uh-huh. Um and even that's you know, even if you consider that a little bit of a stretch. No Matt Nieto, who was playing great when he got hurt. Uh-huh. No Landeskog, no Rantanen. Um, and I, you know, and they've and Nathan McKinnon hasn't scored in three games, and they've won those games. Uh-huh. And like, obviously, that's not you know, they're you're you're living large when when that's going your way. And at the same time that that's happening, Minnesota's losing, Arizona's losing. Dallas is playing the 500 hockey I said that they needed to play in order for the Avs to have a chance to actually catch up to them. You know, like it's it's funny that the injuries have gone against them and up to this point haven't hurt them one bit. Yeah. It's and when I say funny, like not funny, but <laughs> right, right. Well, it's just it just kind of keeps with the entire theme of the season where anytime one of these teams in any regular year None of these teams would even be in the conversation for for playoffs. Uh, I mean, it just seems like every time one of these teams wants to just fall off and get left behind, the hockey gods are like, "Nope, everyone else sucks now. <laughs> right. You're staying right. in this." We, we ref- it's almost it's almost enough to make you think that the NHL has this league rigged or something. <laughs> because it's, yeah it's these teams have played so bad yet we're coming down to an ultra exciting finish well it's it's crazy because like arizona you know darcy kemper is their backup mm-hmm. and he's playing he's playing out of his mind right now mm-hmm. and they they go on the road uh they got shut out by my aisles today but like they lose you know to edmonton to new jersey mm-hmm to Florida, like they had a, a cupcakey kind of schedule, mm-hmm. you know. When when you consider, you know, Colorado is is going through, uh, you know, had to go into Minnesota, had to go into Dallas, has a has a home and home against Chicago, you know. Not that Chicago is obviously like any great shakes, but anything can happen in a home and home. Well, and and that's a team that is is fighting to say that they're still in it. That's fighting to just keep that alive. So I mean, honestly, I I think it was you uh last week you said if either of these teams are swept in this home and home, you're you're done basically. Yeah. Well, and and now it's funny because Colorado um, ran through New Jersey, Minnesota, and Dallas. They put themselves in the position where they realistically could have survived losing both of the games against Chicago. And Mm -hmm. they won game one. And, you know, for me, whatever points they get uh, in the game in the game today, uh, if they if they get to overtime, they get one or two points for me, man. That's that's a gravy boat. Oh, absolutely. You know, like it's. It's it's living. I mean, you're living greedy at that point, right? I'll say you you pick up if you can pick up two points today in any fashion. Obviously, you don't want the shootout because a lot of the rows are very close. But you got to get the two points where you can get the two points. If you can do that, just give yourself a bit of breathing room. Even if Minnesota gets a win tonight, you're not you you don't have everybody nipping at your heels. Give yourself a little bit of wiggle room there. And like you said, it pulls you even with Dallas 
uh, obviously depending on what they do tonight. Uh, but no, it's it's uh, tomorrow. They're not going. Minnesota tonight? and Dallas played them. Yeah, they play tomorrow. Are you? Sh- no, yeah, look at that. Yeah, I, today's the twenty fourth. I thought I had. Uh, I thought I had looked. There was a much busier schedule yeah. than tonight. Well, that's what's so crazy about the Chicago game, man. Like we're talking about these standings, and it was funny because we were like, "Oh, well, let's not do that," and here we are talking about it. Yeah. But whatever. Like the Avs, the Avs get this win today, man, and they tie Dallas, and Dallas has to go to Winnipeg tomorrow. Minnesota has Nashville at home tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, if Colorado gets this win today, they're up three points. Uh, and they're tied in games played with Minnesota and Arizona. Uh, one more game played than Dallas, which of course will get made up tomorrow. But like the Avs will have in ten days gone from basically out of it, at basically out of it to the driver's seat of of you want to talk about owning your destiny, especially with that Colorado Arizona game looming uh, at the end of this week on on Friday night in Denver. You're you're talking about man like the Avs. Let's just I mean if they just keep finding ways to points, you know they win they win today in Chicago they win against Vegas and they win against Arizona. Obviously that's a huge leap. That's a huge assumption on my part, but that pushes that would push them all the way up to eighty six points. That's gonna make it very very difficult for either Minnesota or Arizona to catch them. Well, you're just like, you're, you're you're coming down to because even a week ago, even a week ago, we were saying, hey, look, you know, you still got X amount of games. There's plenty of time after this weekend's over and the dust kind of settles tomorrow night. You know, five games, six games. You're down to very. You know, I, I was just looking at can the Avs catch St. Louis? Is that possible? And they'd have to lose all their games, right? As of today, it is technically possible but you're 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 physically running out of time to start catching some of these teams and that's why you look mm-hmm. at a team like Chicago if Colorado pulls two points out of out of United Center without giving any up Chicago's eight back with 10 possible points right i mean if Chicago if if the Avs beat Chicago today they they played executioner this weekend right like for all realistic intents and purposes Chicago's done mm-hmm. And, you know, another reason why it's a huge thing for them to get the win today, man, is that uh, they they the rest of their rest of Colorado schedule is brutal. They've got the Edmonton game, but that's on the second night of a back to back. They will have played in St. Louis the night before. Mm -hmm. And Edmonton has since McDavid showed up, has given the Avs all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that's good is that Edmonton will have also played the night before um, and traveled to Denver, same as the Avs. Mm. So it'll be two tired teams. But still, you're looking at the rest of these are either teams fighting for a playoff spot or in a playoff spot in, on Colorado's schedule the rest of the way out. Yeah. The one You remember last year when we said you can't let it get to the California trip? <laughs> yeah. And they barely – it took a Duncan Keith goal with one second left in regulation to make it – to make that true. Yeah. That to make it so that the the expected bomb on the California trip did not blow up in their didn't face. Mean everything like right, like they cannot they cannot let this get to game eighty two. Really, they they don't want to let this get to game eighty one yeah. because they've got they've got Winnipeg and San Jose at the end. Now I know Arizona and Minnesota also have tough schedules uh, down the stretch, but you can't you can't let it get to that. 
no, ideally you want to be hopefully putting yourself in a position uh, against the Oilers that if you win that game, there's clinching scenarios in the next day or two. That's ideally what you want. Um, yeah. Let, let's we, we have to wrap this up pretty quick as the uh, second period of the Avs and Blackhawks in Chicago is about to start. Uh, really quick, let's talk about what we originally planned on talking about this segment. Uh, <laughs> Ottawa Senators pull out a win yesterday, and we weren't happy about it, but then the LA Kings respond with a win of their own. Uh, the Avs got a lot of help this weekend, and LA picked up a couple wins to keep that gap in between uh, them and the Senators, who are playing much better recently. Yeah, they uh, four, five, and one in their last ten for Ottawa. They are now four points back uh, with seven games left to play. Um, obviously, that's you know um, we're, we're we're keeping we're still keeping that close eye on them. Uh, the you know it would have been obviously great had Edmonton been able to get that, and we could be looking at uh, six points uh-huh. with seven to play. You'd be feeling a whole lot better, but. This is the we're we're getting down to crunch time with that with that Ottawa pick and and I would also just like to say man I'm I'm really looking forward to being like divorced from the Ottawa obsession. You know like, for, um, for me it's, it's been a crazy ride but I April 9th can't come sooner. I'm so excited for April 9th to just be like okay now we know what we're doing. Let's do this. Yeah, and, and see for me I think it's been I think it's been really fun in a in a weird way. <laughs> that it, it, it's been something that the entire abs fan base has finally been able to agree upon. I mean, everyone hates different players, different this, or the coach, it's that. Everyone's been excited about this pick. Everyone's yeah. been talking about it because it's it's just a pick. There There isn't, there is no opinion on it. You know what I mean? Right. And, There's no, the abs don't have to do the losing in order to, in order to make the most right. of it. It's it's somebody else's misery and Colorado's right. joy. And so like it's it's the anti Sophie's choice. <laughs> and so I think it's been a lot of fun. So in that sense, it's it's going to be weird. It's almost like when you're excited for a vacation and you're thinking about it, you have the countdown and then suddenly the vacation <laughs> has come and now you're ready to come home. I feel like that's what it'll be like after the draft where it's like, damn, all that build up. And but then I guess yeah. I end then the next part of the excitement, it'd be like if you won another vacation while you were on vacation. <laughs> right. Like you want a free cruise. And if it, if it ends up being picks three and four, it's like, Oh, you want a free cruise two years. Right. From now. Exactly. <laughs> and if it ends up being, if it ends up being picks one or two, it's like, you want a free cruise in six months and, and your company is paying yeah. for the trip. We're <laughs> actually going to take you on this cruise to your other cruise right now. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's that's definitely how it's it's gonna be. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, but to your to we, your point, about I am. It, it's gonna be nice to stop having to be scoreboard. Well, I mean, because we I mean we've been yeah. aware of almost every Ottawa Senator score this season. Right. Like I started. I started like seriously uh, paying attention to the Sens with about. Uh, I'd I'd say about 50, 60 games into the season, like I was I was regularly keeping an eye on mm-hmm. them, um, but I actually started like regularly watching their games and like pulling their games up on on streams yeah. at night, uh, with about twenty games left. Uh, that's when I started like the daily like what's their schedule? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so who's who's in, who's you out? Know? Yeah, right. 
And then keeping an eye on Detroit and L.A. and Anaheim, because remember, Anaheim was was there for a while, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and it, it, it's just been it's just been kind of crazy to 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 like root for somebody else's misery. And and then as a person who's like trying to make life changes built around a positive mindset, I kind of feel guilty about this never ending like. I hope they're all miserable and I hope they lose every game kind of, kind of way of life. Yeah. No, that's uh, so I, um, it's, it's been, it's been crazy though, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to be over, but like April 9th is going to be a lot of fun no matter what. And I've already talked myself into the fourth pick. So there's not a huge amount of disappointment. We had the 48 point misery a couple of years ago. So we're allowed, uh, we're allowed to, to, yeah, do I? That's like that's like Colorado's like ultimate like ace up their misery sleeve. <laughs> All right, well, like we live we live through this. All right, well, the second period is well underway, so we're gonna jump out of here. Uh, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Gotta remind you guys, about this game-changing coffee. StravaCraft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS, and it has even helped decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Jesse Montano, Jesse Montano, and I can't even pronounce my own last name. And AJ Hayfley here in the second intermission. Avs Blackhawks on the second night of a back-to-back. Avs take a one-nothing lead with the uh, five-on-three goal. Mm-hmm. eerily similar to yesterday, but we don't want to talk about yesterday or even today. We want to talk about the hopefully stars of tomorrow for the Colorado Avalanche, namely the ones that are already on the roster that you are expecting uh, that, Hey, all right, you've had your couple years where, where we can write it off as growth and young and, and he's still learning. He's still growing too. You got to take that next step. AJ, who is first for you? I mean, well, we're seeing from Tyson Jost, right? Like, has to be notable. Now, I understand all about the production concerns, uh-huh. right? Like, I think, I think anybody that points at me and is like, "Yeah, but he's not scoring," like, you're totally correct. Uh-huh. But I mean, just look at the jump that he's taken. Uh, just in in terms of the process that he's played with, right? Uh-huh. 
um, since the March 9th game against Buffalo, he hasn't had a game with under two shots on goal. And that happened once. Otherwise, he's been over three shots on goal in every game. He had three shots on goal in the first period against the the Blackhawks today in a game in uh, a period in which the Avs had seven shots on goal. And he had three of those. So I think what we're starting to see is he's turning he's turning the corner in terms of being able to drive offense. But the quality of line mates still isn't where it needs to be for him to be able to finish consistently. He still has to be able to beat goaltenders and like, Hey, he's shooting a bunch and that's great, but he's got to beat goalies. And that still remains to be a bit of an issue. You know, he's still, he's still not quite there uh, where he needs to be in terms of actually beating goalies, because if he's, if he's really going to turn the next step, take the next step, you know, I mean, he's, Hey, He's got 10 goals this year. Like, yeah. Okay. What, uh, what do you think real quick? Side notes. I, I asked, I asked AD this and, and AD gave me a, a classic AD answer. I didn't really get much of one when he was done talking. Uh, <laughs> what do you think hitting the double digit plateau did for Tyson Jones? Just mentally that. All right. Got to double digits. Uh, I think it would really help uh, if he made a, a a meaningful push past the 22 points where he's at now, which was his career high last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would. That's that's more than the double digits and goals. I think just pushing past and getting closer to 30. Like he needs like a strong finish that gets him to 26, 27, 28 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he, you know, he starts to get rewarded for some of this process. I think that would be really good because right now, you know, last year he had 12 goals, 10 assists. Right now he has 10 goals, 12 assists. Right. And um, it's 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 hard to say, well, what's, what's really different here, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I, I think if you watch him and what, I, what I'm seeing different in terms of how he's playing is the way that he's attacking the ice. Mm-hmm. He's driving the center of the ice, which forces teams to defend because that's the exact area that they don't want you with the puck. Mm -hmm. And he's driving in on and he's being aggressive with the puck. And so I think getting to getting to 10 is. It's fine. Um, He's he's not the kind of guy that's going to obsess too much over that stuff, but he also needs to. Keep it going. You know, I think he needs to, to push through that barrier. And, and you know, it'd be, I mean, it'd, obviously it'd be great. Six games to go. It'd be great if he got to 15. Mm-hmm. Because then you could say, all right, well, he got to 15. Well, now let's see, you know, first off, you know, stay healthy next year. You know, stop missing 10 games a year. And then, you know, maybe go from 15 to 20 next season. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, then you have a serious player on your hands. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's really just that we're seeing some of this, this growth and, you know, Comfer 16 goals this year. And how many times did we talk about it last year? Like, oh, this guy right? can't finish. Well, and what did we you say? Know? If he gets half of those posts or where he was robbed, just needs to get the puck up another two inches. We said, yeah, he, he was almost, he would, he probably would have been about a 20 goal guy. Well, yeah. There you go. Eight games to go, whatever it is. He's four short. 
Yeah, he's got 16 goals this year uh, in 59 games played. If he had not had missed time with the concussion, uh, it's I mean, it's a fair expectation that in an 82 game season, he'd hit 20 goals. I mean, he still might even hit 20 goals, especially if. You know, they could sneak Chicago onto the schedule another game or two. <laughs> yeah, he likes <laughs> the way that he tears these guys up, man. Uh, um, so, yeah, no, I think, I think Comfort, Jost, I think we're seeing it, but I mean, you've got to, what it, the big question remains about Alex Kerfoot. I've said of those three kids, he's the most limited. Mm-hmm. And in terms of like the versatility, but he's also the guy with the, you know, who's for just flat out produced the most. He had 43 points last year. Uh, his goal today gave him 37 on the season uh, this season. So he's right in that neighborhood again of being a 40 point player. Uh, we've we've the frustration with him is, hey, he needs to shoot more. He's taken significantly more shots than he did last year in fewer games played. And he's he, he's gone from 19 goals to 12 now on the season. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and, and of course, like he shot 23 and percent last year. So we knew that wasn't going to continue right. a much more normal 10 and a half 11 for him right now. So I think, you know, the, you still have to ask like, who is this kid? Exactly. What is he, you know, and also knowing that he will turn 25 this summer. He's the oldest of those guys. Right. One, uh, one guy that we talked about, you know, need to take big steps forward this year. And in a lot of eyes, he has, Definitely still looking for him to find it on offense, but man, if you have any time to start feeling good about it, it's been these last couple of weeks, Sam Gerrard. I, I I know everyone views Kale McCarr as the future of, of this back end, but isn't it funny how quickly, you know, th- I guess maybe not this time last year because Otto had already fallen off. Once we got that first look at Gerrard in Sweden, everyone was saying, yeah, here we go. This is... You know, it's it's him. It's him and Makar, especially with the year Makar was having uh, at, at UMass. Everyone was kind of looking at maybe Sam Gerrard's the guy. Mm-hmm. Does he strike you as a Makar Gerrard? Is that your top pairing that that you're going to try to win a Stanley Cup with? Maybe not. I mean... Maybe not. Maybe not them together necessarily. But you know what I mean. Are those going to be your one too? I mean, you can't help but wonder if they're kind of going to end up being a a, a bite sized version of Oransky Jones, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and obviously the offense would have to take a big leap from Gerard for him to get to the Oransky levels. And we're still projecting when we're talking about Sam Gerard and, and offense, because a lot of these offensive defensemen we see that are that are coming into the league are able to produce quickly, mm-hmm. and so for him to now be two full NHL seasons in and he has, you know, like 50 career points. It's, it's definitely like just a, a, a low key disappointment. But I mean, you but, can't, you can't deny that, especially here in the last say month. I mean, you, you can see the levels that his, his offensive game is going to and where he's been able to create, uh, for me, I'm not worried about it at all. I, I I see a guy who can get to open ice. He, he's got fantastic vision in the offensive zone. And and now he's he's starting to figure it out in tight. He, he, a lot of people thought, oh, once the league figures out that spin move, they've got him. 
I mean, he 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 mm-hmm. almost seems like he's gotten like more like you know more slippery in the last couple weeks, and, and it's not just with the spin move, his edge work, his his ability to handle the puck. Uh, like I said, his his vision on the ice. Him and McKinnon seem to have really nice chemistry. Uh, to me, it's it's almost confusing when I look at his his stat sheet and see that yeah, he's only twenty something points on the year. And I think the first half of the year we talked about it a lot. It it didn't quite click the way we were hoping it to. Uh, but I think the, this last yeah month or so, uh, I'm not worried about Sam Gerrard in the offensive zone. No, but it. I think you know, and it's of course you see him for two full years, and it's really easy to forget. Kid's twenty right. years old, you know, and I mean, also true of oh, Tyson yeah. Jost. Um, just because we clump him in with Kerfoot and Comfer all the time, and those guys are four or five years older than right. him. Um, but with Gerard, you know, it's I think it's fair to wonder instead of maybe him being a forty to fifty point guy like, uh, like we thought you know, certainly when he was drafted and then when he was traded for, and it was like, well, you see the numbers, you see the profile, and that's kind of what you think of. Um, Maybe instead of that, he ends up more like a 35-point guy, but plays unexpectedly good defense for a guy his Mm -hmm. size. And and I think that's true. I think think he's a lot stronger defensively than people talk about, and I think he's definitely stronger defensively than Tyson Berry. And uh, yeah, I, I, for me, if if especially if you get out of Macar, what you're hoping to get out of Macar from the production standpoint, yeah. then then you can totally live with a, a defensively responsible Sam Gerrard, who's a 35 and, and you know has has one career year where he hits 45 to 50. Well, and that's that's essentially Eric Johnson. Mm-hmm. You know, a top pairing guy uh, that that can play on a power play for you can give you points and ends up being a you know a, a thirty ish point guy for most of his career. You know, now I mean, I say that Eric Johnson's only hit thirty points uh, three times in his career, and two of those were his first two years. But obviously, injuries have played a huge role in right. that. So, uh, because he's he'd be on pace for he'd be on he'd be on pace for that for uh, for thirty points in the vast majority of his seasons. But also uh, now in in Colorado's current iteration, um, he doesn't play power play anymore. So everything that he does points wise is even strength. You know, Eric Johnson has zero power play points this year. He has nine power play points in the last three seasons combined. Yeah, yeah. See, and and to me, Sam Gerrard's a much, much, much more creative player than that. I see him more in the okay. forty to forty-five point range, uh, pretty consistently. Uh, but again, that's that. I think that would require Barry to be gone. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's under the assumption um, that Barry is gone. Of course. Of course. Yeah. But. I th- I think that the combination of Gerard and McCarr uh, is going to be able to do the heavy lifting offensively for Colorado. And like, look, like Eric Johnson's not going anywhere. If Eric Johnson can be what he has been this year for them offensively, which is a a, a touch of a letdown, but again, with no power play mm-hmm. time, you know, if if he can be a twenty five to thirty point guy and all those points are at even strength, 
I think the Avs, you know, they're going to be, they would be plenty happy with 25 even strength points a year out of EJ. Uh, with with EJ or with EJ with Gerard and and McCarr there, uh, and then obviously the X factor of if you keep Tyson Barry, you totally expect Barry to continue producing fifty points. Well, there you go. I know there was one more you wanted to get to, but it's going to have to wait as the puck is just about to drop in Chicago. Abs have a one nothing lead. They're going to try to hold on to for the last twenty minutes. When we come back, we'll let you know if they did. Because we don't know. This isn't a, a radio cliffhanger. I genuinely don't know. So, I got to go find out. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, BS and Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans, your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the bar page where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer whenever they want. Just go to bsnbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsnbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Hayfley here. Well, AJ, you said the Avs can get any points in Chicago you consider this home-and-home a win. They lose in overtime, but they do pick up a point. Yeah. Got a point. Got three or four out of the weekend. Um, I mean, what do you say? End results, right? Yeah, it was uh, it was good. The overtime, your expectations are already so tempered. Then you remove Gabe Landeskog and Nathan and uh, Miko Rantanen from the equation. It's tough sledding. Philip Grubauer, I think, was the story of the day, though. I don't think the Abs get a point if not for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is all this is all Grubauer, man. Um, he just continues to be amazing for them down the stretch, and people wondering like. Where uh, where this guy was earlier? Right. Who cares? Fair question. Yeah, I mean, like you remember, this guy was playing at like an eight sixty level for a while there, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I I just don't know. Uh, I just don't know how where this came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's <laughs> it's totally inexplicable, but. It's what the Avs need, and hey, it's happening. So so let's just kind of briefly run through it. The Avs get a uh, another five-on-three. Chicago just doesn't seem to want to stay out of the box, so they, that's where they were able to capitalize. This game was was uh, pretty heavily controlled by, by Chicago, in my opinion. But Yeah, all that, well, I mean, without a doubt. All that matters this time of year, like you said, is the results. So in the first segment, we talked a lot about the standings. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this show up quick here, folks. Just to be completely honest with you, and we're gonna talk. Uh, so now we we got an updated look at the standings, where things are now shaking out. AJ, let's briefly talk about this. The Avs pick up a point, get two points ahead of both Minnesota and Arizona. 
Yep. And With the same number of games played as both teams. Same number of games played. They sit one point back of Dallas with one more game played than them. Yep. Chicago, they're 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 five points out. So they get to they get to stay in it for another night. The way you're looking at this now, I I mean You've got one game left against Arizona. You've played your game against Minnesota. You've played both games against Dallas. You've played your game against Chicago. To your point, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a pretty tough schedule from here on out. What do you need out of the Avs, and what do the Avs need to do themselves to close this out? You've got a two-point lead. You're, you're completely in control. What do you got to do? Um, Other than boy. win. Yeah, six games left. <laughs> you got 12 points left on the board. Um, I feel like if you get eight of them, um, you, you you put yourself in a really – you get everybody has six points left or six games left, right? So everybody's got 12 points that they're fighting for. Let's just Colorado, Minnesota, and Arizona, the teams I'll focus mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm. Um, just assuming – you know, Chicago basically has to win every game from here on out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we'll see what, what happens with Dallas. But for right now, we'll just focus on the three-horse race. Mm-hmm. Um, they all have 12 points. If Colorado gets eight of the final 12, that means that um, Minnesota and Arizona will have to <clears throat> will have to get 11 to pass them. Mm-hmm. Because they've got the two point cushion, so they get eight points. Um, you know, ten to tie, eleven to pass for Minnesota and Arizona. That means those teams have to win five of their six final games uh, and 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 steal a point somewhere else. Yeah. So you know, just four wins the rest of the year, um, and that's that's why obviously that's why the second point today would have been enormous for the Avs right. <clears throat> because. I mean, it just just makes that it's just that much harder for those teams mm-hmm. because even five of six for Minnesota and Arizona wouldn't have been enough. Mm-hmm. So, um, assuming the Abs would get four of six down the stretch, right. so uh, it's you know they I would say win f- at least four of your six. You know, get get eight of those points, get eight points, uh, and you put. And and absolutely, you have to beat Arizona. Uh, yeah, for sure. Which in regulation, which, like has to happen. Which works to both because that's taking away a win that they obviously have right. to have. You you get that win against Arizona in regulation, man. That's going to make it hard for them to catch you. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <coughs> oh, Sorry, me, I, I didn't mean to almost kill you. Yeah, no kidding, eh? Um. The other, the other thing is, uh, the you know, the first tiebreaker is uh, Rose. And right now, Minnesota has that tiebreaker at 34, Colorado with 33, and Arizona with 32. So, uh, you know, the, the game on Friday night against Arizona could be... Huge. I mean, it's going to be enormous no matter what. But Arizona plays the, this, this same desperate Chicago team on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Avs uh, don't play again until Wednesday when they get uh, Vegas. 
So oh, man, oh man, oh man, are they looking good? Right, they're on. They're apps. They're on. The, that's a team that's on fire, but it's in Denver, and that's also a team that just lost to Detroit yesterday. So talk yourself into whatever you Still, want. Wow, they look good. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so that um, this, I mean, it's it's. This is fun, right? Like, no matter what, like, this is a good time. But they're still, I mean, they've, in the course of 10 days, they've taken themselves from out of it after the loss against Anaheim, and they're they're still in the driver's seat for this thing. All the games played are even. They've got the two-point lead. Uh, they play Arizona. Four of six should get it done. There you go. AJ, do you have anything else to add for us? Or, I mean, like I said, the... I the mean, game. that overtime was pretty depressing, man. Um, McKinnon, all that space in three-on-three, three, and McKinnon skates into the wall with two guys he collapsed really on him. He looked really tired to me tonight. And he, he didn't look like he had his legs gone. Yeah, and, and like, can you blame him? I, I put up before the, uh, before the game started, McKinnon had played over 70 minutes in the last three games mm-hmm. combined and had 19 shots on goal. Today, he picks up an assist. Uh, he played twenty three fifty six, and had four more shots on goal. And I mean, the guy, the guy's doing what he can, but it's obvious that without Landis Cog, without Rantanen, it's an uphill battle for this team. I mean, uh, go ahead and go over to Chicago, take away Alex DeBrincat and Jonathan Taves, and see what they would have looked like. Yeah, what was what was wrong with Jonathan Taves tonight, man? He was uh, he was an angry elf. Yeah, dude, there was there was a a bee in that bonnet, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know what his deal was, but he was he was quite upset from the outset of yeah. the game. No, but uh, also Duncan Keith totally tripped. I, I, the time. I wasn't gonna not gonna make a huge yeah. thing of it. Uh, McKinnon needs to play better. Uh, me, he needs to play better defensively. But facts are facts. Uh, yeah, I mean he totally he totally yeah. tripped him, but it is what it is. Like he's he's got to be better. He's got to execute better. Everything. Uh, needed to be a little bit better from him. And it's it's too bad you want to see your star player be the man in that situation. I mean, like, look, Duncan Keith has that reputation. And look at the play that he made. He just beast Moses his way into it. And of all the things for Grubauer to let in, that was yeah. certainly a bummer that it was that. For sure. <clears throat> for sure. Well, AJ, uh, like we said earlier, the games themselves, how they're being played this time of year, the abs are outshot by a lot in this game doesn't really matter in this instance. It's all about the end result. The Avs are able to pick up a point. They get three of four over the weekend against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. So that was huge for them. And they're putting themselves in a good spot <clears throat> heading into the last six games. They just said four, two and zero. Oh, you're feeling pretty good, but that's going to be a tough four uh, for the avalanche. So with that, we're going to go ahead and get out of here for the night. Hope you guys' week is off to a great start. For Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I'm Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much for listening.